Welcome back to the H&H Hour. My name is Heidi Bolt. I am one of your hosts. This is my sister and my co-host, Heather Taves. Hey, Heather. Hi, Heidi. How are you today? I'm doing well. Really well. Good. Um, I just want to say, I think this is so fun that we get to podcast together. It is. Yeah. We've done a lot of things in life together. Yeah. And this has been a fun new venture with you. Yes. And I was just thinking that as I was driving for this recording, this is so out of my ordinary day. (laughs) Right. You know? In the midst of making dinner and cleaning up and a million dishes and... Putting babies to bed and wiping poopy diapers and, you know... All of that. But your earrings are fabulous. Okay. So I have to tell you. Okay. I just bought these last night at the Maker's Market. Yes. At Zion Coffee Bar. Yes. So Zion is owned by really good friends of ours. Uh Our sister-in-law's a supervisor there. And they had all of these local artisans come in and have this amazing market. And so I met this girl down there and she was selling these awesome earrings. And I bought them. And my two-year-old told me this evening that he liked my earrings. That he liked them? Aw. Yeah. Well, you're so. going to have to take a picture and put it on Insta for okay. all of our listeners. I'll do that. They're so fun. And I can even tag that girl because she's got yeah. some really oh, cool stuff. Idea. That's a great idea. Yeah. Well, Heidi, we are so super excited about our guest today. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> this is somebody who I, I wouldn't consider her ordinary at all in many no. ways, <laughs> but I'm sure she feels ordinary in so many ways. Um, and she is in Hawaii. Sweating it out in Hawaii. I know. So we would just like to introduce all of our listeners to Monica Swanson. Hi, Monica. Aloha. (laughs) I love it. How is beautiful Hawaii? (laughs) It is great, as always. It's, it's, that's one nice thing is it doesn't get, you know, extraordinarily hot in the summer. It kind of stays pretty similar year round. So yeah, we, we sweat a little more. It's a little more humid, but pretty nice day today. Oh, that's so great. We're just ready to get pummeled by a thunderstorm, like a (laughs) dark, horrible, bad thunderstorm. (laughs) Well, my kids get really excited when we have an occasional thunderstorm. There's something really cozy about that, they think. So Oh, I'm sure. They would actually be jealous, I think. Do you actually, do you get them very often? Yeah. Well, we do, we, I live kind of up a hill, kind of, you know, we call it a mountain, but okay. it's really just a big hill. Yeah. And we do get a lot of rain and an occasional thunderstorm rolls through. So yeah, and this time of year, we've had a few recently even. Oh, that's fun. We do like them here too. Yeah. We're just, you know, we just really hope the electricity sure. stays on. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I well, Monica, I um, have just been so blessed to follow you and follow your family on social media for a couple of years now and um, have loved just being influenced by you and your um, your love for the Lord and your love for your family. But if our Thank listeners you. don't know you, can you just tell us, tell them a little bit about yourself and who you are? You bet. Thank you. Yeah, so I am, um, my husband and I are both originally from the Pacific Northwest, so um, I was Um, raised in a small town south of Seattle, Mm -hmm. and we've been in Hawaii for 16 years. We came here for uh, my husband's medical residency program, so we were married through his medical school in Portland, Oregon, then he came here for residency, which was supposed to be a three-year thing, and um, (laughs) I think within like a minute of getting here, he decided this would be home forever. (laughs) We're staying. Yeah. So we um, we had one son already when we moved here, and then we've had three more since. So we have three. I mean, we have a total of four boys now. Mm -hmm. And And they are so handsome. Sorry, go ahead. Your boys are so handsome and darling. Thank you. Thank you. They're great boys. I'm so blessed. And we, um, yeah, so we moved up to the North Shore, a little more in the country, up our big hill about six years ago. And uh, this is our home now. So how, what is your, what, what are your boys' age ranges? Right. So the oldest just graduated high school. Oh. I, have, I have homeschooled him since second grade. So I was kind of um, celebrating right alongside him. Like, oh. wow, I actually graduated somebody. And um, so he just turned 18 last week. And then after him, I have a just turned 16 year old, a 13 year old, and then a little guy who's seven. So mm. um, they are all homeschooled and mostly pretty independent in that. I don't call myself like you know, any kind of a heroic homeschool mom, I just stick them on their stuff and they know what to do for the most part. Oh, that's great. I feel like, I feel like recess must be awesome at your house. Yeah. Well, (laughs) recess is a little, um, takes up most of our day. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's trying to fit in the academics. that's hard for us. (laughs) Yeah. I, I bet. 
Amazing. Well, and didn't you just recently put in a skate park, a skate ramp? Yeah, you know, we did a couple, um, two and a half, I think, years ago, we had a concrete skate bowl. It's kind of like our own little park here on our property. We have a couple acres that we live on and it's mostly tropical fruit that we grow and then we had some space and my husband was telling me he wanted to extend our driveway our parking area and I that kept growing and growing and one day I was like what are you actually doing (laughs) he said well I thought maybe we should have our own skate bowl so um, a few months later we had one so yes we do have that and then we're two miles right down the hill to the beach and my boys are all surfers so Mm -hmm. surfing is kind of the primary thing that um, our family does for recreation Mm, that's so fun that's so fun well Monica we ask all of our guests this question and um, the answers are varied but I'm so excited to hear yours because your life seems so not ordinary (laughs) (laughs) so what do you feel like is ordinary about your life yes more than more than is not honestly Mm -hmm. um as much as you know Hawaii is great and it is very different when I visit my family in the northwest I'm reminded that it's different but uh, the everyday stuff of, you know, the the housework, the dishes, the cooking and cleaning and bills and um, relationships, it all is everywhere, I suppose. So mm-hmm. just kind of the dailiness of life. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think especially when the boys were little and it's not like you can just up mm-hmm. and go to the beach every day. It's yeah. just a lot of da- the daily grind follows you wherever you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So then, so I think so many moms especially can relate to that of, um, you know, just feeling ordinary in the daily grind. But so what about your life do you feel is extraordinary? (laughs) Well, when I stop and think, because I don't do that enough, but when I do stop and think, or especially after I've traveled and I come home and I look around and I'm like, wow, this is, it's, my family used to vacation to Hawaii, Maui, typically each year when I was growing up, and I just think, I can't believe I live here. So it is pretty amazing. I think if I were to tell you the one thing that never ceases to um, just bless me and amaze me is it's when you walk outside at night and it's that balmy, warm, tropical air. Mm -hmm. I just, that catches me every time. (laughs) If you're at a restaurant or somewhere where it's air conditioned and you walk outside and you're like, ooh, it's warm. And there's not many places I've been in the world that is warm at night. Usually even a hot day at night cools down. cools down, down, yeah. So, I just never get over that. I love it. And, you know, the, the flowers, the smells, it's just kind of, it is, a, there's a lot of paradise here for sure. I feel, Monica, like when my husband listens to this podcast, he's <sighs> going to realize that God has spoken to him and told him that we all need to move to Hawaii because there's truly nothing that makes me angrier than being cold. <laughs> I, so, you know what? I, think... I, I have to admit that's kind of my thing too. Now, I mean, we were just in Southern California and I was kind of freezing and I thought, whoa, growing up, I thought Southern California was like a hot place. So yeah, yeah I've, I've gotten a little spoiled. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, my family and I got to visit um, Maui last year for the first time mm-hmm. and we did we fell in love with it it was just yes. so beautiful and oh good and what time of year were you there uh, let me think we went in February okay and it was nice right it was it was nice it weather was, yes it was perfect we loved it we did we did the whole volcano thing you know at 4 a.m and um that, good. Was, that was honestly good a really cool experience just to just to get to see the sun come up in that way mm-hmm. so yeah yes very fun it's awesome good we love Maui still we try to get over there when we can it's a special place now you guys do travel quite a bit with your boys and their surfing don't you <sighs> you know a little bit uh, yes we do California every summer is our main travel and um, then we do hit Maui and a couple outer islands a couple times but um, yeah it's hard to travel when you live in Hawaii because everywhere is kind of a huge trip a huge there's no deal. such thing as like a quick weekend yeah so you gotta wait and make it really count so yes most summers I've been spending four to five weeks in Southern California for the national surf contest there's a couple of them so that's our big event every summer and is it your 
second or third son? It's actually our, my third son, okay. yes. So all my boys surf, and the oldest used to compete, but he decided surfing's more fun just as a free surfer. Okay. And so the third son lives for competition, loves it, and is, you know, hope, hoping to be a pro one day. So oh. we support him as, in his endeavors, and it's our family ends up spending a lot of our time kind of revolving around his surf, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah, oh, I was watching via your Instagram as he mm-hmm. was competing a few weeks ago and I was yeah. praying for him and cheering him on and that's so oh, exciting. Thank <laughs> you. Yes, it's a it's definitely a roller coaster ride as any sport, especially individual sports I think are. Yeah. But it's been a lot of fun for us. So different. I mean it's I never would have dreamt you know, growing up I just did team sports and all the traditional sports. So this yeah. is so new and different for us. Yeah, well and what a my son plays hockey, so you're talking mm-hmm. like the other end of the spectrum there. Exactly. <laughs> and hockey too though, that's a dangerous sport as well. Yeah, yeah. Do you is. do you still get nervous even though you all have surfed for so long? Mm, you know, there's that's going to be coming more and more as he faces it. He'll surf in places. It's I'm not as nervous about just the typical day-to-day stuff, but there's a few places he surfs that are known for being very dangerous, mm-hmm. mostly because of the reef and, you know, a potential wipeout and people have, you know, broken their necks or yeah. got cut up really bad. And, of course, the shark thing is always in the back <laughs> of your head. Yeah. <laughs> you just try not to think about it. Uh, but, yeah, I, I get a little nervous. I'm pretty good, though, about just out of sight, out of mind. So, I try not to let myself go there. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And then your oldest son, doesn't he shoot some really cool pics while they're surfing? Oh, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, all my boys kind of are lovers of nature and photography and um, the oldest son has done a lot of nature photography and he enjoy he has a website so he posts his stuff up there a little bit but um, just a artistic crew my husband's a real artistic guy so I think they got his good genes that way (laughs) oh I love that that's so good well let's talk about a little bit more about your boys because you have four boys so you're considered a boy mom right I'm a boy mom yeah so tell us what that's like tell us tell us how that's affected you well you know I don't think any of us are fully prepared for parenting at any level but I was raised with two older brothers only and Mm. I really other than the friendships and a great relationship with my mom I kind of feel like I've had a very boy life Mm. so I suppose you could say I'm you know kind of cut out for the job yeah um growing up I was definitely a tomboy my mom finally had me after two older brothers and she was so excited and (laughs) would get me dolls and I would be like I want a truck (laughs) poor mom but I kind of grew up that way and have always loved to be a little bit rough and tumble and do sports and all that so it hasn't been the hardest adjustment for me but certainly um you know I'm outnumbered big time and there's a lot of noise and a lot of um, roughhousing and (laughs) um boy humor (laughs) (laughs) I think that I just kind of enjoy it (laughs) oh I love it it's so fun Heidi has had two boys first okay thought maybe she was done yeah that she'd be a boy mom and then her sweet little girl came along so surprise yeah so blessed. It's Enjoy. It's been fun. Yes. But I'm right there with you. Most of her toys are Legos and trucks and tractors. Uh-huh. So, Isn't that funny? And she likes that. She tends to go towards those. Yeah. So Yeah. But it's, yes. it's what she sees them playing with. So that makes sense. Yeah. Exactly. It does. And I found that as I grew up, I still loved girly things. So, you know, I'm sure that balance comes over time. But, yeah, I definitely disappointed mom a few times. <laughs> So Heather and I both homeschool our babes as well. Um, awesome. And I'm always interested just to hear other moms talk about kind of what led to your decision to homeschool your children. Um, sure. Yes. It's, great it's, question. You know, it's um. becoming it's becoming more mainstream and a little bit more um, accepted and acknowledged. But for so long, it was kind of not. Um, yeah. So how did you and your husband, Dave, end up deciding on homeschooling? Right, right. So when... I know when I was growing up, I thought homeschoolers were weirdos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't something I always dreamt of doing. In <laughs> fact, when my boys were, you know, real young, I, it didn't even cross my mind, really. Um, 
but, and to this day, I mean, I'm such a, I love and I'm so grateful that I've had the opportunity to homeschool. And if I could do it all over again anywhere in the world, I think I would do the same thing. Hmm. Uh, however, I never say, oh, it's for everyone and it's right. the only way, which I'm sure you don't either. Yeah. So right. I never want to come across like mm-hmm. there's only one one right way. Absolutely. I love that we have the option to try different things and even switch around if we need to. Mm-hmm. But for me, uh, my boys started in a private preschool, and it was quickly becoming clear that that was going to get really expensive. When mm-hmm. I had my third son, I thought, mm-hmm. how could we do this? Mm-hmm. And um, I know that I know people here in Hawaii who have kids in the public school system, and they come out fine and have a good education. But in general, our schools are known for ranking pretty poorly as Mm. far as public school system goes Mm -hmm. so I was kind of just looking at the options and uh, I did actually when I was first married I got teacher credentials so I spent a few years teaching in the public schools um, and I it was okay I didn't love teaching but as my son was in first grade and he knew a few kids through church that were homeschooled and he started saying mom can we try homeschooling and I was Mm. like oh wow And my husband was kind of freaked out by the idea at first. I think it took him a while to say, you know, okay, we can try it. Um, But we did try it. And I'm thinking within that first year, both of us were sold. We Mm -hmm. just loved the time with our kids. We loved the just the things they were learning and what we were learning alongside them. Mm-hmm. And within a few years, my husband was like, I can never imagine doing it any other way. Mm-hmm. So that was super encouraging for me to have him on board. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I kind of just tried it as, to see how it would go. And I'm so glad now that I did. Well, and now here you've graduated a son. I mean, I feel yes. like, you know, yes. through the internet, high five for you, mama. Thank right. you. I receive it. I was kind of like, wait, when, when do I get the party? We're like, so I'm a party. Right. No kidding. <laughs> Where's your senior trip? Yes. I, I yes. just um, reached the, because my, my children also both started out in a private Christian school and um, in preschool kindergarten. And so my son learned how to read in school. Someone else taught yes. him. And then yes. my daughter... Uh, by the time she was ready to learn how to read, we had pulled them out and began to homeschool. And I was like, oh, yes. no. <laughs> I know. It's kind of an overwhelming thought, right? Oh, but she's she's reading now. And I'm just, you know, you do feel quite accomplished. You do. It's huge. Because same with my first. And so when it came time to have to teach someone to read, I thought, I don't know if I can do it. But it's amazing how their little minds oh. learn. <laughs> and how cool it is to be able to learn right along with them. I feel like you're growing too, so that's really cool. Well, one of the the big things about your life is um, your blog journey and just how that has been so cool and touched so many people's lives. So can you talk to us a little bit about that and how you got started in it and how that has grown over the years? Yes, thanks for asking. It it has been such a journey, and um, and I'm so, again, so glad I tried it. So I encourage people out there to, um, you know, whether it's homeschooling or blogging, both are things that I always say, I, you know, I could have easily not tried it. And yeah. I'm so glad I did. Yeah. Uh, so I was, it was actually after my fourth son was born and it was the year I turned 40. <laughs> so it was kind of like, you know, here I was, I have these kids that were doing really well and the little guy and we had just moved to the North Shore. And we were actually spent a year living in my parents' tiny beach condo. So, you know, the two sides were, it was tiny and it was a little crazy trying to homeschool and have a newborn and live in a very small space with all four boys in one tiny bunk room. But um, (laughs) we were looking for a home and hadn't found one, so we were all there. Um, But the flip side to that was I was on the beach in Hawaii. And so I kind of started the blog in a way as a way to share my life and maybe help myself see, you know, have perspective and, and appreciate what I had. And blogging seemed to be a way that I could keep perspective. And, um, but as I got a little more comfortable and started, you know, figuring out even, sheesh, I started off not even, I had no technology skills. So (laughs) I had to learn everything. So a lot of late nights, just searching the internet and trying to study other sites and figure out what is Twitter, how does Facebook work, how do you edit a photo? I mean, I knew I knew nothing. I was quite, <laughs> quite naive going into this. So, um, but once things started to fall into place, and I was getting a little more of a grip, um, 
started sharing a little more my heart for family and for Mm -hmm. parenting and just some of the convictions that I think had really shaped my boys by that time. Mm -hmm. Um, I was a little nervous to do that. Mm -hmm. It felt a little, you know, out of my comfort zone. But as I did that, I found more and more people coming around and Mm -hmm. asking for more. And so it was really just a process that I have just found myself passionate about writing and about sharing life and just I found that the internet was such a blessing as a way to connect with people like you said in the introduction mm-hmm. that you would never meet if it wasn't there right. so right. I just was enjoying it so much and just trying to find that balance between okay wait I'm also supposed to be homeschooling my kids <laughs> <laughs> and I guess they need to eat and right. somebody has to do some laundry so mm-hmm. just finding that balance has been a process yeah. I don't think I'll ever fully find it right, but right. Uh, it's it's been quite a journey and then when you know a few people started to share my stuff it just really blessed me because sometimes you can go a long time and yeah. feel like you're just talking to, to yourself such a yep small number yes yes so Monica do you feel like um, through your blog that you've been able to kind of help keep your own identity as as Monica um, even while being a mama to four boys Oh, for sure. I I think that um, that's one thing I really encourage women to do is to find something, whatever it is, that is really your own, just something you're passionate about that you can grow in and Mm -hmm. and hopefully grow in around the family. I mean, I always get bummed for somebody when the thing they find pulls them away from the family. Mm -hmm. So I've been blessed that so much of what I do really, I need my family to, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm like, the Mm -hmm. best thing I can do for my writing is be a good mom. Mm -hmm. So... And taking pictures and all that is really includes the family. So I think that it has helped everything from just my own um, my own daily sense of satisfaction and joy to my marriage to my parenting. Just to have something that I'm pouring into that I love. And I, I've said before that, you know, when all you're doing is focused on parenting, uh, you know, a glass of spilled milk feels like the end of the world. Yeah, whereas yeah. When you've got something you're really excited about and thinking about and it's kind of on your mind, you can just overlook that glass of spilled milk yeah, or yeah. whatever it is. You kind of take it lighter because it's not like the only thing going on in your life that day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's good wisdom. That's oh, good. Yeah. And I, so I can... definitely, it's, hel- it's helped me and, and just given me such, um, such just that side joy that I think pours into my family. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And I can relate to that so whole, wholeheartedly. Heidi and I are both very involved in ministry with our church and... You know, when you have that that purposeful lane that's outside of mothering or parenting, mm-hmm. it just it really does make the parenting not always easier because the balance thing is always there. But yes, um, it it does help you feel like oh yeah, this is who I am, and parenting isn't my only identity. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely, I, it, I really encourage you because I know there's a few years for me where I I didn't even have the option. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I did. I I have always been like a fitness instructor so uh-huh. for the up until we moved out to the country I, for you know about 20 years I was teaching fitness and that was kind of a fun side thing that didn't take too much time it was just yeah. a couple hours a week but even that I think gave me a lot of sanity during the early years right but I didn't have time to pour into writing or anything and so I understand there are seasons yeah and I tell moms if they've got a house full of real little kids I'm like this may not be your season but start dreaming mm-hmm. start thinking about in a few years when you can what is something you would love to do because I think even having the dream there can it keeps your mind going and keeps yes. life interesting. Yes. Well, and I love how I love that you said that because I feel like that's such a a, um, a theme that just keeps coming up over and over and again with women that we minister to and share with. And um, those seasons are they feel so long when you're in them, but they're really so short, aren't they? Yes. Yes, they are. Excellent point. They they really do go by quick, but when you're in them, you just have to keep perspective. Yeah, <laughs> you know right. that they're yes. going to fly. Yes, yes. And find the, the beauty in the moments where you feel like you're going to lose your mind. <laughs> Definitely, yes. Okay, so yes. I want to ask you about um, your blog posts that have just gone crazy wild. Um, mm. They've been the ones when you where you've talked about talking with your sons at different ages, right? Mm. Yes. Tell me yes. about those because I feel like those have just been so... Um, helpful for so many people yeah it it was when the first one so the first blog post I wrote that you know kind of went viral and and to this day it has had more traffic than any other was 
post I wrote called What a Teenage Boy Needs Most from His Mom. And when that first started to go a little crazy and, you know, my computer kept breaking down and all that, (laughs) I was really looking at it going, okay, what's the magic? Like, what did I say here? Because it wasn't rocket science. I mean, it was certainly... um, a good post that came from the heart, but I'm looking at it going, what is it? And yeah. and I think that the two things that were there was, um, first, I do think that common sense is something that's not so common anymore. Yeah. And yeah. I think that when I looked at it as common sense, there's a lot of people out there who have just been fed so many messages and there's so much garbage out in the world yep. that to just hear grounded common sense is really refreshing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and also I think because I talked about my teenage boys with so much joy and so much, you know, honest, um, authentic satisfaction of raising boys through all the, what I consider the harder years are the little years and have boys that I actually like and who like me, Mm. um, I think people were really surprised and found hope in that because I do think that the message that the world gives us is, you know, oh, enjoy your boys when they're young because when they hit their teenage years, you're going to lose them, you know. Mm-hmm. They're going to they're gonna quit talking to you. They're going to basically, you know, join with their peers, rebel, you know, yeah. anything away from you. And I was just like, that is so not my experience. <laughs> Thankful. Uh-huh. That's just not our reality. And um, so I think that was maybe what people found was, wow, somebody out there is actually doing this and enjoying it. And um, so that was... a a really neat thing for me to recognize and so I was like well I I know what people want and I would love to talk more about that so I followed that with you know similar messages but targeting the middle school years or elementary years Mm or keys to connecting with your son and and you know tackling some of the topics that really weren't around when we were young like you know the internet and social Mm -hmm. media and and pornography and the things that are just we have to talk about yes um because it's just such a relevant part of life now. Yeah. Yes. Well, I, I love, love, love that you talk about the teenage years because I, I, I'm not there yet. My oldest is um, 10 and a half, but mm-hmm. I cannot wait for the, well, I shouldn't say that I can't wait. I'm excited <laughs> for these years. I love these years, but I think that the teenage years are just going to be my jam. I just think mm-hmm. I'm going to love them so much. But yes. the way that the world feeds us is that, we need to fear them and that we need Mm -hmm. to um, be concerned that we're going to lose our children. And I I found myself even buying into that a little bit with like this internal dread of, oh, but what if I do lose them? And I just felt like the Holy Spirit was like, no, you speak life over them. You speak life over that Mm -hmm. relationship when they're teenagers and that's what you will have. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so you're right. Keep speaking that to yourself because that is absolutely true and I do believe too that kids really fulfill our expectations so I I feel sad for the families you know that are saying oh get ready it's coming and I'm like they're just going to fulfill whatever you're thinking they're going to do so believe for the best and believe in them that they you've raised sons that can make good choices and that can um you know continue to follow in the things you've taught them and and then stay close to them I think there's also that myth out there that we have to back off and give them all this space Mm -hmm. and like oh you've taught them everything they need to know now let them go do it and I'm like, no, actually, you need to move in close. Yes, they yes. need freedoms, but they need mom and dad. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh. Well, and I love that there are some other people out there saying these same things. Just this past Sunday, we had a Sunday dinner conversation with our 7- and 10-year-old about um, boy having a boyfriend and having a girlfriend and when it was mm. appropriate to, to kiss. And, you know... We're not there yet, but those conversations starting at even an earlier age will allow us at 12, 14, 16, 17 to already, they're already in the process. Those conversations are already happening, Mm -hmm. so they'll be more willing. Absolutely. Yeah. Super wise. Good. Keep keep doing that. So, Monica, do do you find that all of your boys are willing to be open and communicate well with you, or is it such a journey figuring out each of them? Yes. Great question. It's um, it's been really interesting to me because, like all families, it but it did surprise me how different each of my boys are from each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly, I relate uniquely with each of them. However, I am thankful to say that at this point, my three older boys are 
all uniquely, but very open with me and talk about everything. And mm. um, I always say, you know, I have this fourth one coming up. <laughs> That'll be interesting because <laughs> he's clearly wired very different from even the other three and already likes to challenge me more than they did. And all that. But, but the first three, for sure, they all talk to me. And I don't know if it's because, like, I'm such a communicator that they haven't had a choice. <laughs> but I've really never had one of them put up, you know, a wall between us or shut down or want to isolate himself. They all talk to me. So I just, I would love to believe that that's possible for anyone. And, and I have to say, on the homeschool note, there's got to be a little bit of... Um, that has to play a role because yeah. we're together so much and yeah. I'm a part of their life. And um, so, yeah, I think the homeschooling thing helps that a lot. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. Well, and one of the things that Heidi and I talked about before we called you was how encouraged we were by how highly you speak of your husband mm-hmm. on social media and um, just always so positive and encouraging and promoting him. And um, oh, thanks. It, <laughs> that doesn't, you know, that's rare in our society. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. yeah. um, so just where does that come from? Is that is that <laughs> just for social media? You know, I know that it's I know that it's yeah, not cuz really it, a jerk. Cuz <laughs> I know no. it's real, but No, yes. Um where does that Well, um great question and that's something I'd love to even, you know, just explore more in my own thinking and writing because occasionally I do write a blog post about marriage and it's right up there in my heart with parenting. Yeah. You know, I think just the family unit is so important to me and mm-hmm. something I value so much. Um, and I also do, uh, I, I love to spend time with younger women and mm-hmm. kind of mentoring women mm-hmm. and just in the last week I've met with two different gals who are, you know, young moms, married and really struggling in their marriage mm-hmm. And I think it's so easy for me to see on the outside mm-hmm. where the problems are. Mm-hmm. And um, and so all of that to say my marriage, you know, has never been perfect. We've had really challenging times from actually our first couple of years of marriage were the hardest. And then mm-hmm. went through another rough patch when we moved to Hawaii and he was so busy. And, and you know, we've been through some marriage counseling at different times. Mm-hmm. But the couple answers that first my husband is an amazing guy like there anyone who knows him I am so blessed he's mm-hmm. truly a, a solid I mean for one he's walked with the Lord since he was a little boy mm-hmm. and um and just had a genuine heart for God and for um just being a, a man of integrity mm-hmm. so I have very little to complain about other than he's human <laughs> he's a guy <laughs> so pretty much all those typical things that most women complain about yeah. I also have in my life and definitely complain about but I think when I look at other marriages that are crumbling or people who are so struggling I recognize that so much of it is a mindset and is what you choose to focus on Mm. and um, I can focus on the little stuff and let it sound like it's big or I can focus on the positives and highlight those and I just think the more we do that as wives the more we encourage our husbands and the more we focus on all the good and all the blessings of just having a husband and a family and mm-hmm. um, never perfect. It'll never be perfect. Right, but right. so I guess that must be what you see. Um, if it spills out, I'm thrilled because <laughs> I've certainly never been too intentional about, oh, I should put something good about oh. my husband. I just, it, it's such an overflow of, of the blessing he is and, um, and how far we've come. I mean, I, I like to encourage younger women to say it's not like I have one of those marriages that's been easy from day one we've had to work and we I've I'm the communicator and he's a quieter guy but Mm. we've wrestled through a lot and we've overcome a lot Mm. well and I love how you said um you know like with your sons what they become what you speak over them and Mm. I often think that's so true with our spouses too and you know men are usually words of affirmation are so so important to them and so Mm. I feel like when we as wives when we're when we're beating them down, when we're telling them where they're failing, where they're not good enough, where they, you know, they're not meeting our expectations, that's what they're probably going to become. Yeah, such a good point. You're so right. But it's when true. we're, yeah. I, I think we need to be, um, and, and just, I think, just what you said, learning to speak what they need most yeah. and also not waiting for them to be the ones to make changes when changes are needed. Yes. And I think that's such a common thing. We sit around and wait for our Prince Charming, you know, mm-hmm. to ride in on his white horse when actually if we move in towards them, they're often yes. so ready to move back towards us. And it's just, you know, come on, 
just make the first move. Don't be afraid oh, to do that, women. Yeah. Yeah, so good. Oh, that's so good. I love that. Make the first move. Be the person that says, I, I'm sorry first or yeah. <laughs> encourage sure. us first. Yeah. Sure, get the ball rolling. I mean, there aren't too many guys that are going to resist a wife who's moving in towards them. No, they're, yeah, no, they're for sure aren't. That's true. You mentioned that your husband has known Jesus for his lifetime. What What's your spiritual journey looked like, Monica? Yeah, um, definitely not just like his. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I would say that my I God really used my husband to bring me to um, when I first met him to bring me to a really mature and solid relationship with God but I did mm-hmm. grow up kind of off and on in a church mm-hmm. um, you know my parents believed in God and, and you know gave us kind of a foundation and actually young life I don't know if you have yep. young life yep. in yeah. your area but yep. I I made my first decision to um, have a relationship with Jesus I I'm thinking I go back to about junior high young life camp okay so um but from there it was definitely a rocky journey it was a lot about um the the things that uh influences in a teenager's life friendships yeah. relationships um kind of in and out of two worlds so I I think that my the seeds that were planted were you know some really rocky soil there yeah. and I did not mature quickly but always had that just love for God and mm. sensitivity to spiritual things but definitely had one foot in the world mm. so there were a lot of rough years growing up just I think a lot of identity issues and trying to figure out who I was and kind of same thing I went away to college and would get involved in the Christian groups and then kind of end up pulling away and you know partying or doing whatever with the other groups so it, I yeah. was really confused I think yeah. I was searching for that um searching for what god had for me all along yeah um so it was pretty amazing when i was in graduate school in oregon actually and just started having this stirring in my spirit like i want to find a church i want to find a church which is kind of funny because i was probably the furthest from god spiritually i'd ever been and Mm -hmm. was really not living like someone that wants to find a church but i really had it in me and um and my mom had actually heard our my hometown area Young Life leader's brother had planted a church in the area I was living for graduate school. Wow. So um, my mom was like, oh, I heard there's a new church planted by, you know, so-and-so. And so I drove there one day and got there super late because I always get lost. You know, that was before <laughs> we had cell phones with maps on them. Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah. I show up really late and I walk in and my husband was up there on the guitar leading worship and just one side of him and I just was like wow there's you know if that's a Christian <laughs> I haven't met too many guys that like really caught my attention like that and it was a fun fun string of events that led to um, us meeting and talking and hanging out and then I just went home one night and got down on my knees and just said God I know this isn't about the guy mm-hmm. but everything that you're showing me in him is what you have for me mm-hmm. and um I just right there recommitted my life to the Lord and said, whatever that looks like for the future, I um, I want it. And I know that it's you that I need. And so um, God really got my heart right then. Mm. And, you know, the good news is he gave me himself and the guy, too. Oh, <laughs> I love it. It was a really quick journey. We really became super close friends over the next couple months. And by that was like fall, September-ish, and that Christmas, he asked me to marry him, so, um, and three months later, in April, four months later, we were married, so we had a very whirlwind uh, courtship relationship, but God had a lot to do with, you know, changing my heart as as we were getting to know each other. What an amazing story. That is incredible. Yeah. And how long have you been married? thank you. Uh, 21 years now. 21 so, years. Congrats. Makes me feel so old when I say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm yes, getting up there. Years. I'm getting up there with so. you. We're at 17, so I, I feel oh, you. <laughs> it is so fun. And it, the longer you're married, you just feel like, yeah, like you're really one flesh. You just look at them and you're like, we've been through so much. And yeah. you just want to see people really fighting for that because when you do and when you stick it out, it just gets more beautiful. Yeah, Yeah. it really does. It is. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about your book that you, was it last year that you released it? Okay. Um, I think maybe it's been a year and a half already. A year and a half. Okay, wow, that went fast. Yes. So The Secret of Your Naturally Skinny Friends. What a cool title. (laughs) And it has a donut on the front. I mean, who wouldn't want to read it? 
I thought was so much fun putting together. So the quick story on that book was, you know, as I've been blogging and writing a lot about family and parenting, I really was starting to think, I want to write a book for for moms, for boy moms. I just really felt like it was time to start writing. But I had a memory at that point um, that back about, what is it, now 15 years ago, um, after I'd had two sons, God did a big work in my life. And Mm -hmm. um, so I had really, from those teenage years and some of those relationships I alluded to, and um, through college in Southern California, um, I really had struggled with body image issues. And, um, you know, it, it, I don't think I ever had, you know, something classified as an eating disorder, but certainly the mindset was there of just being really hung up and messed up with everything, food, exercise, body image, and, um, things that no one could see on the outside. It was just all inside of my head. Yeah. And I had really looked for answers and wanted and prayed and, you know, sought answers, but never found anything really that had hit the spot. Nothing that really spoke to where I was. You know, I tried diets, I tried programs, but I was like, no, the problem is really in my mind. So after two miserable pregnancies and really (laughs) wrestling with this stuff, Mm -hmm. I finally just kind of got serious in between me and God. I was like, you got to help me find a way to overcome this. Mm -hmm. So I spent some time just really committed to seeking God and his answers for getting over my issues Mm -hmm. and uh, finding a new way. And it really started with my mind, with him teaching me that I had been thinking a lot of thoughts that were just feeding my beliefs and Mm -hmm. making me... um, really have some strongholds and so once I chose to lay down the strongholds and submit them all to the Lord and get really serious about my thought life and changing my thought life Hmm. everything really really changed like amazing like miraculously it was like my miracle and I told the Lord then you know when a month or two went by and I felt like literally a new person I said if this is real if this actually lasts like if this change is legit I will tell anyone and everyone like I want to help other women I'll uh-huh. tell anyone and thinking you know maybe I'd meet a few people who had a struggle, <laughs> but I had no idea back then that I would have a blog and a platform and yeah. a voice um, and so I had this just nudge in my spirit that hey if you're going to write a book you know what book you need to write before you do anything else mm. And I was like, no, I'm done with that. I've moved on because it did stick. I mean, 15 years later, I literally have never gone back. I've got the same freedom and the same joy. And the next two pregnancies were total world of difference. Wow. And um, my relationship with food, absolute freedom. My relationship with exercise is so healthy now. And so I was like, yeah, you promised and uh-huh. you need to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... I just kind of hold up for a little bit and focus on that book, and it's really short. It's really simple, but it does give you the actual steps I took to change the thinking and what I believe God gave me to work with. And um, so I wrote it all down in a little book, thought I would just put it on my blog as an ebook that people could download. And when I did that, so many people downloaded it, and so many people were like, this is the kind of book I want to put in my purse. Mm-hmm. Like, can you make it a book book? Can mm-hmm. we get it in paperback? And I found out it's super easy to put these things into books these days. We have a we live in a great time. Yes, so yes. I was like, let's do it. So I made it into a little paperback and um and just put it out there. And it has been such a fun, fun journey of just hearing from so many women who have connected with it because like me, they're like, I've looked everywhere and never found anything that speaks to this. Yeah. So I'm from women who need to lose weight to women who don't from men and, you know, older women, young women, teenagers, you name it. It's just been such a blessing for me to know that that thing I went through and struggled so much with has now been able to help so many people. So I just am super thankful. Oh, I, that's such a great story that something that for, that God set you free from so many years ago now is he's he's coming around and saying okay now we're going to use it yeah exactly in other people's yeah. lives just awesome like I, I'm still just in awe at what he's done with that and you know just that I I don't do much with it now it just kind of sits there yeah. but I think word of mouth is continuing to spread yeah. it because I keep hearing from more and more people so it's, I just to God be the glory for that because yeah. that was all him that's amazing. So it's called How the Secret of Your Naturally Skinny Friends. Skinny and friends. Where can they yes. where can they find it? 
Right. Well, there's always a link. You know, my blog, MonicaSwanson.com, there's always a link in the sidebar. But if you go to Amazon, okay. um, Barnes & Noble, it's pretty much on all the online sites. And you can still buy it as an ebook if you prefer to read digitally. And okay. then there's also the paperback version. So either one, they're both out there. If you look for The Secret of Your Naturally Skinny Friends, it should pop up. And, um, yeah, it's a quick read. I mean, literally, it's, I think, less than 100 pages. And what's fun is in the back of the book is a 30-day, I call it a thought diet. Okay. So if there's anyone out there that is really used to dieting and feeling like um, they're not going to be able to get by just throwing the diets out and just living, yeah. um, it's kind of a way to replace that with uh, something you kind of affirmations that you can read three times a day with some quotes and some encouraging words. Mm. People really found that helpful as they try to break free from that diet trap mm. and to live um, free but healthy. You know, I understand that we all want to feel the best we can in our skin I don't think that's wrong I don't yeah. think that we should just you know throw all caution to the wind and live recklessly or be unhealthy but I think finding that balance of not letting your body or our food or exercise be a god is really important mm. and I think the more healthy mindset we have the more naturally things will fall into place and we'll actually come to a place mm. where we're our healthiest self mm, that's so good Monica I think that's so yes. timely because you know we, we do live in this digital age where everyone is on Instagram all the time. And I literally cannot open my feed without seeing someone talk about the fact that they are working out or what they're eating. And mm -hmm. there is such an obsession in our culture about those things. Yes. And it, I yes. think, you know, it's unfortunate because those are things that can be so good and that can be, right. they can build community, but they also can be so detrimental if they're, you know, in the wrong, in the wrong capacity. So Absolutely. I love that you're being brave enough to use mm -hmm. something that, uh, you know, God's word says that what the enemy meant for evil, mm -hmm. God will use for good. Mm -hmm. And I just, mm -hmm. as you were telling that story, I, I thought of that verse, just thinking that here the enemy yes. thought he was going to use this to help put you on a path for your life that would be destructive and yeah. ruin you. Yes. And yes. yet God pulled you right off that path and said, nope, we're going to use this. And guess what? We're going to use it to heal other people as well. Yeah. Yes. And so well done. I'm so proud of you. Aww. That is Thank awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so blessed. I really would have never dreamed. And I think we all have those areas of our life that just feel like maybe they'll never change. Yeah. And I just encourage women out there to challenge that lie because mm -hmm. I think that yeah. God can do anything. That's and, right. You know, miracles aren't always just you know, the things you think of, like a healing or something. Sometimes yes. it's healing our own minds and our yes. own hearts. And for me, that that gave me more faith that God can do anything than yes. some of the bigger miracles you hear about. Because for me personally, that just felt like it would never change. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. that's so good. I'm, I think I'm going to have to go get this book and <laughs> just keep it in my car and pass it out. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Well, and I will say one more plug for it, honestly, though, is that the same concepts that's in that book can be applied to just about any area mm, of life because yeah. it's really, it's really, you know, God says, as a man thinks, so he'll become. Yes, yes. And I just think that that is so important that sometimes I've just been thinking recently when I wake up in the morning, what's the first thing on my mind and how so often my mindset might be just a to-do list or tasks or stress yeah. or um, discouragement. And I think, you know, we get to choose what we think about. Yes. And we can wake up and program our mind that day to wake up with gratitude. That's we right. can wake up that mind with joy, with hope, but we get to choose. And I think so often we feel that we are at the mercy of our mind. Yes. And it is not true. God gives us a mind, mm. which is our most powerful organ. And we get to program it. So I, I encourage people to really think about that. Whatever area of life you're struggling with, from your marriage to your parenting to your job to whatever it might be, we get to choose our thoughts, and our thoughts will direct our actions, and it's so powerful. Mm -hmm. There's that's a, so good, girl. Yep, That's a word for someone, Thank you. for all of yeah. us. Thank you. Yeah. I need it every day. I know that. I do, too. Yeah. I do, too. Oh, yeah. that's so good. Okay, so you are um, past 40, I think you I said. Am. Um <laughs> And so looking back, what would you, what would you say to your 25 year old self now that you've uh, lived those years past that? Yeah, that's such a good question. I was just pondering that one um, when I saw that you mentioned that in the notes yeah. and I thought, oh my goodness, what, what, what would, would I say? I, say? I, yeah. I met my husband, I think at 25, mm. but, but, um, and I don't know if this is uh, what a lot of people would say, but I think for me, I would have to say to 
be more comfortable in your own skin. And some of that goes back to the issues that ended up in the book, but Mm -hmm. not just as far as body image goes, but just being okay in the moment and not always rushing for what's next. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that if I look back, there's definitely been a history of always being a little uncomfortable in the moment and thinking that I have to do more, be better, mm. get to that next milestone. And I kind of wish that I had just, um, I would tell myself to just relax a little mm. and own whatever stage or season I'm in and be yeah. secure in that mm. and just enjoy it mm. and to not rush to the next ones quite so quick. And and probably that's a word for myself today because mm. I, I'm sure I continue to do the mm. same thing and have the same tendencies. But I just look back and think, man, I really was striving a little too much mm. instead of resting in the person God's made me at that season. Yeah, that's so good. Oh, that's so good. I think we could all learn from that and take hold of that. Yes. I love that. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Well, Monica, I, I need it today. Oh, <laughs> I hear you. I'm right there with you. Right. I think I think everyone listening could just say amen right now because mm-hmm. oh, okay. I think it's that's so common for mm-hmm. us to feel that. But yeah. um, so we are getting ready to be pummeled here yeah. with a massive thunderstorm. Yeah. And oh! um, it's going to be so cool, so so cool. <laughs> but um, so for our listeners, if you guys want to check out Monica's blog, do so at monicaswanson.com. Um, yes. guys, her writing is just so encouraging. Yeah. Mm, and it's thank you. one thing I love about your blogs, Monica, is they're just, they're full of truth, yeah. but they're full of so much grace. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank yeah. you. Like I don't ever read your post and think, well, oh my gosh, I have so much work to do now. Yeah. yeah. I just, I feel encouraged uh-huh. and uplifted and I feel I, inspired. I try to be encouraging. That's my heart. Yeah. Yeah. It, it definitely comes across. It does. Yeah. And I love too that you're not afraid to tackle some hard issues and some, you know, some things that are standalone yeah. issues yep. for your family. Yeah. Um, sure. And those are things that in our society today, it's easy to just go along with the crowd, but making decisions that are for your family. Yes. Um, and that is, that's something that is, is so cool about your writing. So follow Thank Monica you. Swanson. And um, on Instagram, you're the Grom Mom, right? Yes, the Grom Mom on Instagram, Twitter, and I guess Facebook is Monica Swanson, the Grom Mom. Okay, and explain to us what a Grom is. (laughs) Sure, yes. So if you live in a beach community, Australia, Florida, California, or Hawaii, um, you might be familiar, but a grommet or a grom is just a word. I'm guessing it has Australian origins, but it's like a kid who does I believe it's defined as a kid who does board sports, so oh. it could be a snowboarder as well as a surfer, skater. But it's it's your atypical surfer boy you see on the beach with you know ratty hair and board shorts. Okay. <laughs> and, and so a grom is you know our surf contests all have like the grom division, the mini grom division. Oh. It's very much a word. It's a real thing. I didn't make it up. Okay. And so when I first started blogging, I called my blog the Grom Mom. Okay. Um, and then I found out most people in the world don't know, don't the know what that is. is. <laughs> it was my version of the soccer mom. I love yes. it. That makes sense. I love it. Thank you. Oh, I, I like it too. It's a weird word though. It's not the prettiest sounding word. Oh, I think it's cute. I love it. Yeah, just own it. It's good. So go find her on social media. She's such a fun follow. She's so encouraging. You won't regret it. Um, go go get her book if you don't need it share it with someone who does and Monica thank you for sharing your heart and your time and your family with all of us such a privilege such an honor and thank you all for listening I hope you'll say hi and tell me where you come from so I love to get to know people awesome we I'm sure they will do that we will chat with you later okay you stay safe tonight okay thank you (laughs) (laughs) bye Well, thanks so much for listening to this fun episode with our friend Monica. Um, I just feel inspired and encouraged by this woman who's ahead of us in mothering, in homeschooling, in marriage, Mm -hmm. in life. Um, And I think it's encouraging, Heather, that, you know, here's this awesome woman who it would be so easy to look at her social media Mm -hmm. and to say, oh man, she's just got it all together. Mm -hmm. You know, she lives in Hawaii. She's got a handsome husband and these darling boys and... Her life must just be so easy, but to know, like, she's come through some really, really yeah. tough stuff. Yeah. And she's, she's had just to overcome like, that. Just like the rest of us. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, just listeners, as you're thinking through your own life, yeah. um, as you listen to these guests, I hope that it helps you to be introspective and to look at yeah. what are the things that, one, 
I can overcome in mm-hmm. my life, just like these brave guests mm-hmm. have done. Yep. And two, what are the things that maybe God is using uniquely in order that I will be reaching people mm-hmm. just the way Monica's reaching yeah. people with her story? Yeah. And the fact that something that she struggled with, you know, so many of us have these things that we struggle with that are just, they, they weigh on us and they're so heavy and yeah. we think nothing good is ever going to come from this. Yeah. But I love how Monica talked about something that happened years ago. Yeah. That, she, that God delivered her from is now reaching and helping deliver yeah. other people. That, that is how God works, Heidi. That's God's yeah. economy. Yeah. God will take something, just like you said, that the enemy meant for, for evil, and he will use it for his glory. And yeah. I think someone needs to hear that today, that they may be in a season of their life that feels like nothing good is ever going mm-hmm. to come of this, but God is actually actively working for you. Yeah. Like he's not silent. He's not stagnant. He's working for you to work this for good in your life. Yeah. Well, cause God is a God of detail Yeah. and he created us and he knows us. And so therefore he knows the span of our life in front of us right. and what we need to be prepared for and equipped for. Um, so I think just, I don't know. I felt like as I listened to her story mm-hmm. that someone needed to go, okay, I can overcome Mm -hmm. what I'm in right now, this muck that I'm in right now. Like I've got this, not Mm -hmm. in my own strength, but maybe it is time that you just turn to God and you stop trying to do it on your own and you go, God, I just need you to pick this up for me. Yeah, just like Monica talked about, you know, the thoughts, you get to choose what kind of thoughts you're going to sit in for the day. And that starts in the morning when you wake up and say, nope, today I'm going to have a good attitude. Today I'm going to walk in in the fullness of Jesus. Today I'm going to have a happy heart like we yeah. tell our kids. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's, good. That's really good. Well, Heidi, how cool is it that we can talk with someone who's in Hawaii? So fun. thousands and thousands of miles away. I actually was gonna suggest that we should have probably taken a trip there to interview. Oh I know. Her. We should have totally <laughs> done this live. Monica, uh, we may be coming your way sometime soon. Yeah. Take two with Monica. <laughs> We could so, pretend the technology didn't work and that we need to go there. That live. we need to go back, yeah. Well, Sorry, let's honey. pray the technology did work I'm in the teasing. midst of this. You can probably hear the thunder. It's probably. just like shaking the house right now. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening. If you do not follow us on Instagram, check out the H&H Hour on Instagram. Yeah. You can find us on iTunes. You can subscribe. Mm-hmm. We love it when people leave comments. Yes. So go on Instagram or go on iTunes, either one is fine. Yep. Leave comments. Tell us how this is impacting you, how you're listening, when yeah. you're listening. Yeah. Um, okay, before you move on, yeah. I want to give some, this seems so common sense, okay. but I want to give some ideas on how to listen to podcasts. Oh, that's a great idea. Okay, mm-hmm. because I've had a few people say to me things like, not just specifically our podcast, but I just don't have time to listen to podcasts. Yeah, yeah. And it, it is a little, um, I understand life is so busy and sure. so full. Sure, But so here's how I listen to podcasts. Heather, are you ready? So my husband for Christmas last year gave me a pair of headphones. Okay. And mm-hmm. they're like the sound canceling Bluetooth headphones. And so it is so cool. So I can put my headphones on and I connect my phone through Bluetooth and then I listen to the podcast that I like to listen to on a regular basis and I proceed throughout my day. So my kids might be awake and playing or having lunch or whatever and I might be doing laundry and dishes and answering emails and what what have you but I'm just listening as I go about my day yeah so I'm not like sitting on my couch with a cup of coffee just listening to a podcast oh girl no who has time for that I mean I would love that not me (laughs) (laughs) but that's one of the ways I get it in or you know if we're in the car actually um my my sons have started to request yeah when we get in the car they say and this is so funny because I'm like son this is my own podcast yeah but he'll say can we listen to the H&H Hour? Oh. And so we've been listening in our truck because Crosley <laughs> loves listening to it. And I'll see him in my rearview mirror and he'll like get a little smile or a smirk or he'll oh, laugh. Oh, that's so or... cute. So I just think that's so interesting. That's um, really fun. But so yeah. what are some of the ways you have found just a way to fit in your podcast listening? Yeah, I mean, there is no way I have time to sit and listen. I, um, but I absolutely love to listen um two specific times okay when i'm getting ready Mm -hmm. because i really hate getting ready i don't like it at all like getting ready you mean like getting dressed like doing hair hair. makeup that whole that whole thing it's just i just would if i could wake up naturally beautiful and just walk out the door i would be like yes but no one wants to see that (laughs) so i do put on makeup and fix my hair and all that stuff but it just makes it so much better when i can set my phone on my counter and 
listen to a podcast and yeah. I have several that I listen to. I subscribe on my podcast app yeah. and sometimes I need a good sermon, man. Sometimes I need some yeah. hallelujah, praise the Lord. Amen. Yes. You know, some preaching for my yes. soul. And sometimes I need a girl chat. So yeah. I have several that I listen to mm-hmm. frequently. So I listen then and then I listen when I fold laundry because yeah. I also folding laundry and I used to watch TV when mm-hmm. I folded laundry and that's fine. Yeah. And sometimes I still do that. But for me, the podcasts have just filled my soul up. Yes. Um, they have really encouraged me and helped me to feel more uplift, uplifted and joyful. Yeah. So that's those are the two times. And then in my car. Sure. Um, and my kids actually have discovered that they have kids' podcasts. Okay. So sometimes we listen to kids' podcasts in the car, which is really fun too. Okay. I'd wait, rather than be listening than on screens yeah. um, when we're driving. So, yeah. yeah. That's... And I found sometimes I can't get an old, a whole episode in no in one setting, yeah, but I just I come back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and it's always I just feel like it's always worth it yeah. to find that time to fit it in because it's always encouraging to my spirit and my soul. Yeah, me too. It's so es- good. I think especially if you're a stay-at-home mom raising yeah. littles, like you don't get interaction with you adults. Need, yeah, that you mm-hmm. you might not be responding to them. Sometimes I am. Mm-hmm. I'm like amen in them all up mm-hmm. in there, but. Yeah. Um, it's some good adult interaction in an adult time. Yeah. So, no, those yeah. are good tips. Fun ideas. Well, thank you so much for listening. We are so glad that you do. Yeah. And Heidi. Yes. I, this is so cool. I just have to tell this before we go off air. Okay. I was looking at these, our podcast stats the mm-hmm. other day. We are in, we have been listened to in over 50 countries. Wow. Isn't that amazing? That is awesome. I know. I know, so cool. That just technology is amazing. I know. It is so amazing. It Sometimes is. I find myself feeling frustrated by it because it doesn't work right or whatever. And then I go, we are living in such an incredible time yeah. where yeah. we can have 50 people, you know, 50 countries yeah. listening in on our yeah. little podcast. I know. I don't, I guess they all understand English because I certainly don't know how to translate it into their language. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right. Well, we do need to wrap up because yeah. we have deers sitting out in their cars. Deer hearts. Lobbies. Waiting, waiting to, come to come in because we're, we're keeping them out there as we're podcasting. So All thank right. you for listening and we'll catch you next time.